too much common sense to listen to an idiot like me. I think they spend more time listening to you than they do listening to me, but you might talk a modicum of sense occasionally, whereas I never talk sense. I'm always talking rubbish. Racing, because the bookmakers on the race course, they bet within an inch of their lives all the time. Pulling out prices, bookmakers' prices on this channel, right? Yep. You couldn't have two bananas to a banana with the bookmakers. Good evening and welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Day 3 Review. And joining me this evening to chew the fat and to discuss the day's talking points and hot topics are John Lang. Good evening, John. Life is shit, but it makes the crap out the alternative. <laughs> Too true. And also, last but not least this evening, is former racing TV pundit and professional punter extraordinaire, Andy Richmond. Good evening, Andy. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Lee. Good evening, John. Mm-hmm. Plenty to talk about. I'm going to kick the show right off with a question from Turk. And Turk said, um, was Nicky Henderson correct to withdraw his runners today in terms of ground preferences? Andy or John, thoughts? Yeah, if you think so, wouldn't go on it. Why not? Yeah. I've, I, have you two seen the times? Well, it was, yeah, I think it was, I think it was reasonably accurate going today. I think what, what the problem was today, and I think a few trainers said it, 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 it looked like a pudding, the ground. And I don't think, I think there's just some horses you just don't, you can, there, there are variations of soft, aren't there? Uh, and sometimes, you know, you can slop through a, a soft or even a heavy ground. Uh, and it, this just looks like sticky and holding and just a few of them, just a fair few of them just don't seem to handle it at all. Um, but I thought the times were fair enough. It's an infinitely better day's racing than yesterday's farcical proceedings. But then you're always going to get that when we've watered the shit out of the ground for, for that long now, that it doesn't take much to to change it, as you know, as we were mentioning before we um, started recording. I can remember standing there on afternoons racing when I used to go racing a lot more than I do now, when you could have torrential downpour all afternoon. It would go from good to good to soft, and you think, well, that's fine. Now, because the water tables are so pissing high on these courses and they've watered the shit out of it and there's no root growth in any of the grass, they've, you know, you get an afternoon like that and it goes from good to almost unraceable. And thing that is, makes I, it so so difficult, and it will happen. Yeah. It will happen on the flat this year as well because they water the shit out of everything. I completely agree with what John says uh, all the time: is that you know there is no evidence at all. You know, if you've got a quick ground horse in this country, you might as well ship it abroad these days. Yeah, I mean, we, we sort of like touched on that on a lot of shows last last year with regards to the flat, and no doubt we'll do this summer. But but today, I, I just thought Popeye. Was in trap one today. Obviously, the, I mean, the Cheltenham Clark had said, had said heavy. heavy it, it was heavy, then it was soft, heavy in places first thing this morning. That, that It's just inaccurate. It's bullshit. It, it's literally the exact ground that I'm going to give out on time base and everything else is soft, good to soft in places. That's accurate. And this is where I take offence. Doing this for a living, you, you're relying on people that work 
the, you know, in the industry, the, the, i.e. clerks of the courses, to come up with a, a, a reasonable stab at what the going is likely to be. And I'm, I think now we're, we're at the stage where they, they need to take, for a meeting like this anyway, I mean, not, not all meetings, probably all meetings as well, but they need to take a reading smack before the first. Because it's it's all right doing it at six or seven a.m., but when you've had four hours of, of, of further of you know drying weather, wind there's been a bit of wind there today. You know, you, you, you punters need to be not. There'll be some punters today that aren't as clued up as you know as, as what some are, and they'll be playing for heavy, heavy, heavy ground. And and you know, oh yeah, look at yesterday it was it was raining, and you know, and I just think I think sometimes I think there should be more information available. Uh, to the Billy Bunters, and I thought Popeye was a bit, bit quick really to to take to take his runners out. Um, that's that's my view. Obviously, I think he was playing the the, the safe card really, wasn't he? Pro- bit probably like, a bit like the Clark played the old safe card. Well, I've spoken to the jockeys. Well, let's shift a bit. Of, let's shift a bit of blame there. And the other thing yeah. yesterday was, you know, well, let's all close ranks around the Clark. Oh, he's done a good job and pat him on the back. But no one ever wants to call people to account these days. No, no, it's just I, like we, we were on about it, such sort of pre-show, weren't we, about the sort of smoke blowing from the media. And I, I've incurred the wrath of, of Lydia as well on this before, because they, they've, they've always been quite complimentary of Andrew Cooper at Sandown, whereas I'm not, because the, he's the only clerk of the course that I know that wants to announce the going on the on the on the, the morning line show on ITV4 when everyone knows that punters are having bets at half past eight, nine o'clock, you know, um, and yet the clerk wants to yeah. save it all back and become a media whore for the, for the, for the opening line show. And, and that's, that's where we're going wrong here. The clerk should be up at 6am, give a going, give another update for the opening line. So I've walked it again. I've been round again. You know, it's, it's like John says before, what are these getting paid for? It's just, it's, it's phenomenal. Like, like th- this job it is apparently one of the most trickiest jobs in the game, according to the uh, pundits and analysts. Yet, to, to to us, all I can see is you've got a stick, you walk the track, you give a reading, and then go ra- walk round again th- three hours later, take the dog out and, and, and do it again, and give punters another reading. How, how many meetings a year do they have to do? I'm not happy at all with, with it was the state a bit, of it was a bit it was a bit farcical yesterday. And I think you could probably have about you know, and and there was more rain than than forecast. But to be honest with you, watering with the the game round. But the the whole thing comes back to the fact is that they never want they never want to have you know good ground or anything with firm in the description these days. And you know, I don't want to get back to the great days when we were racing on hard at Exeter in the middle of the summer in the you know, the jump season, those Newton Abbott meetings we used to have and uh, Exeter when it was called Devon and Exeter. I don't want those and you've got two or three runner fields. But the, you know. point, the point being, if that wasn't safe on Tuesday, why the fuck are we having summer jumping? Well, yeah. <laughs> that's another good point. Yeah, you're empty reservoirs every meeting just, just, to, just to cater for summer jumping. And 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 it's it, it, again th- th- this this for me is it, it, it's partial that 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 we're racing in thirty degrees in the summer some months and you know we we've, we've got tracks having to shove having to shove liters milliliters uh, on tracks just just to get it sort of 
and it's slop. It ends up slop. And I, I, again, this is not, I don't think it's in the interests of, of every, anyone, really. Like John's pointed about this before, about horses' tendons on water ground. There is no evidence to suggest that non-watered ground is more unsafe than than water ground there's just none not none available there's none there's no one's got any data no one can actually say well it's safer because and and i just think we've, we've gone down for, for many years we've gone down a very strange path of let's stick the watering cans on and let's let's make it safe and yet is it safe i mean mm. um, and this brings on to our first race the 130 where many said on twitter that that last fence, obviously, Galloping Deschamps jumped it fantastically well, but you know, slipped after the last. I mean, I mean, are they are they watering too much around the landings? Maybe you know, because that's where takeoff and landings are, and then is that making it a little bit, little bit iffy in in those in those places? Falls there's no traction. Yeah. Do, do you remember, Andy, do you remember earlier on in the season, my Drogo did something similar to uh, Galloping Deschamps? Yeah. Uh, at that very fence. And and, um, and Rachel was the uh, well, the beneficiary again, wasn't she, on the, yeah, on the dis- despite that be Yeah, despite that being on all fours after and that. Fence, maybe yeah. that as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm actually just just actually just showing the fall again. Just he just literally, if you slow it right down, he sort of almost sort of skidded after the fence, and oh, you know, exactly. there was nothing that Townley could do to stay on. He took it straight over the top. The momentum, momentum took him there. It was um, it was a great shame for Gallop in the shot because he put them and he really had put them to the sword. It was interesting to see uh, to move along a minute. Um, it was interesting to see. Um, Mullins talk afterwards with great um, dignity, I thought uh, as well, because it kind of been an easy position. I know he's got, a, you know, it's not long; he hasn't got long to wait for the next winner. But um, but you know, it can't have been easy. Um, and um, he was um, he was almost sort of saying that maybe to move the horse back to two miles, which I thought was a, an interesting proposition. Yeah, galloping this horse got pulled on my heartstrings on debut. I've never seen a, a novice jump mm. like that first time. What I would say, last time he wasn't quite as polished as debut, and today he jumped he, he jumped the first few like the horse of the year show. It was like you a know, he, horse, wasn't it? Yeah, he was clearing them by about yeah. three foot. No, no, not not economy economical. That's the gym. You've been at the gym. <laughs> yes. Not economical at the fences uh, early doors. So that sort of left him, I don't know, like punters were, I mean, if you watch the running betting on, on Betfair, you know, they did well, it kind it, of... It had flipped round quite early, hadn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which is unusual he, with a, 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 a strong front runner with his sort of profile as well with the, the second favourite, well, the, the horse that had gone off second favourite flipping round, it was, it was quite a, a marked move and it was almost as people had decided, oh, he's not jumping very well here. I'll be I'll be with the second of the you know the the stalking horses we were or cat and mouse or whichever way we were playing whichever animal analogy we we're playing it. I thought John made an interesting point before we came on. Um, you know Bob Ollinger he didn't really finish off his race up the hill, did he? He moved terrible throughout the race. Yeah. Um, that's the worst I've seen that horse move by a long shot. And the thing was, when he went odds on briefly in the uh, in run. I was click, click, clicking and laying the bloody thing. 
because I thought this horse isn't even right. Mm. I couldn't believe he'd gone odds on the way he was moving. And of course, I ended up paying out. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. He certainly put me on the canvas, did that. Uh, I was floored, but that's that sums up my winter, anything I do, really. And they didn't get better for me in the potence either because uh, I, I wanted Sider Burley to do the to do the, the hat trick in the potence. And then uh, he got hampered by the faller and just never, very, never really got very there. barely happened. There was a hell of a lot in that that just never, just absolutely never travelled, did they? At all. I mean, it was a whole host in that. There's a, um, you know, but once again, it was that Warwick qualifier supplied the one two. It's been, it's been. If you go back all through the qualifiers, it's been the best qualifier for absolutely. The Warwick qualifier and where I nap the fucking women. <laughs> <laughs> Sporting John. Sporting no, I, 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 John, yeah. I nap, I nap the, the winner today in the qualifiers. Oh, oh, yeah, you napped third wind, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, third wind, yeah. So there's only you he's stupid enough to try, and you he put his brains back in and didn't fucking try when mm, I'd ever yeah. been. Yeah. Well, well, like you just said, Andy, like that's the that's the key qualifier, mm. um, and that that was one of my reasons, like for Sire de Burley as well, because yeah. he was fat, fat and woolly that day. So I just thought, well. You know, they clearly we knew what they'd be aiming for, and 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 he was the one I went to bed with. But it, it, it's uh, it's literally darts on the day, third win, and Ala Philippe showed the game. Um, it was, was winter fog who came there, travelling like the wrath of God, <laughs> and then just they just didn't quite get the last right. I think that I think he's a decent horse. The second I really like Ala Philippe. Um, it could well be named after the uh, the cyclist of that name, Julian Alaphilippe, who is the I think he's the road racing champion of the world at the moment. He he strikes me as a real interesting sort for fences next year. Yeah, I thought he did dog really a bit to big, sort of scopey horse. Um, he looks he, he looks decent. Andy, didn't you think he looked in a bit? I thought he lugged in on I, the running. I bit. thought they. I, I thought it was. It's that sort of ground where they lugged it. I mean, when you looked at the head-on, I thought he took the winner to one side first, and then they sort of lugged back the other way, and they never didn't really ever think he was going to lose it. Probably deserved. I say third win. He probably deserved to win. That was very much his ground, wasn't it? And I say he came from that qualifier, which has been. Which has been very good. There were some disappointments in the race. Uh, I say I thought Winter Fog was going to come there and do it. He getting a very quiet ride for for Mister uh, for the other Marlins Hood first time out. I still think there's a little bit of juice in that one. Um, and, but the winner well, won well. I mean, it was probably the as per the as rather than the chases where the the winners were basically up there for a lot of the way. It's the one real handicap where things have actually come from a, a long way back. Um, thought Honest Vic maybe got the uh, Richard Patrick got a little bit too jiggy on that too early, but how often do we see that on the uh, on the new course with that long run between two and uh, two and one out? You know, you often think, oh, see him trade short there, and all of a sudden something's fallen in a hole. Indeed. Um, we move on to the Ryanair. Um, Alaho in a procession. Um, n- never never any threat. Um, I thought it was a really uninteresting race to watch. Um, but it, again, it hi- rather than just comment, comment on the performance, I'm, I'm going to comment again on the camera angles used. I think <laughs> it's very frustrating because a lot of people will, aside of them, they're not going to back a four to seven chance. 
they might be playing match bets or or each ways or, or you know j- j- you know like three places on the machine mm. there's lots of there's lots of uh, people having different bets and I, I found the camera work to be appalling um they never once panned back out at any stage um to 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 show what was sort of you know like running on for third and fourth they they literally just they they, they just and this is what annoys me. I, I, these aren't these aren't betting focused productions. This is clearly a production just to focus on whatever's going to well, win the race. Well, and, and you, it, get, you know, you you'll get the old zoom in on the running as well, won't you? Uh, we've already had yeah. we've had the we've had that ridiculous camera angle at Chepstow earlier in the year with that inside camera, which was no use to man nor beast. I mean, God knows what that was all about. I think they've abandoned that one now, but. You know, those those angles are ridiculous. And you've only got to go on any site these days. You know, I don't bet a lot with bookmakers anymore, but I've you know, managed to have a few bets with them over Chelton. They seem to be a little bit more open to taking your business. Um, and there's a plethora of bets on there, as you say, you know, without the favourite, second, third, enhanced places, especially in these big handicaps. And they don't actually, you know, you, you the first and second have gone past the line and we've panned off onto them before you've seen them all back. And my other point would be, um, can the commentators, who are, by and large, absolutely excellent, I wish they'd name a few more than the first two or three, you know, the first four home. They should name a few more back down the field as well. Um, that that would be another slight bugbear, slight bugbear of mine. I know it's not always easy and it's a very difficult job, but the thing with your saying about the, you know, the, the not, you know, the camera angles yet again you, it's um art for art's sake sometimes isn't it do you remember the old bbc racing coverage where so what they do is old, old whiskey jim had caught result and then they might just focus on the on the winner you know celebrating with the groom and this down the other and you know but then they do you a slow-mo of the last sort of hundred yards of the the race and the, the and you'd see where every single horse has come, mm. uh, has yeah. come first, mm. second, third, fourth, and you and then and then literally about 30, 30 seconds after 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 the race, and then you'd see the slow mo, and then you if they did that, the the production would be tremendous because yes, we want to see the the celebration of the jockey and want to see the the euphoria because it adds to the occasion. I get that, but obviously for betting purposes, we're all sat there sometimes. We match bets, or like you say, like yeah, you say, Andy, yeah, did, yeah, did, did that get in the seventh for the each way wankers? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not the split state, not the split state wankers. It's the... no, no, I gave it him last night, but but yeah, I heard, he, yeah, I heard, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it, to, to to me, it's 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 like that's common sense, and I think that should be part of the production. But, but uh, this but, is, but this isn't this isn't this part of the production of sport these days because more of, I don't watch a whole heap of football these days but seemingly in most sports on television now so certainly in football the game's going on and we're looking at minor celebrities in the crowd the managers the bench every they seem to be obsessed with cutting away from the action just keep the bloody cameras on the flipping game I don't want to watch the crowd I don't want to see who's on the bench I don't want to watch see if you know some minor celeb who's been in a soap is sitting in the stands I want to watch the game and it and it seems that they've seemed obsessed with that at other sports as well 
Um, so, you know, I just think that more and more people who probably produce sport are not that interested in it, are more interested in winning awards these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Right, the Paddy Power stays hurdle, Florin Porter, um, surprisingly not going off favourite. I know that sounds like a terrible after-time statement for anyone that's punted a classical dream. Um, and that did lose a significant amount of ground at the start, obviously very quirky. Um but um, but yeah, I was surprised on the form book that Flory Porter didn't actually go off market leader, um, and I thought he got an inspired ride from Danny Mullins. Uh, I thoughts, did a, I did a, certainly ride of the meeting for me because I think if you look at um, that, you'll probably do more on the clock than than I will. Um, although I will have done some little bits and pieces. I think he got the pace exactly right. Um, I thought it was an interesting quote from him afterwards saying for a race like that, you've usually, and I'm paraphrasing slightly, you've usually got, um, a, you know, plans A to Z and I never got past plan A. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was it. And I think he was, I think he was right there, allowed to do his own thing under the front. I mean, once he jumped off in front, the price literally crashed on the machine and probably quite right, probably quite rightly so. The one thing, and I didn't actually have, I didn't have a bet in the race. Um, for me, I just went through it and there were just, you know, there was a question mark about every single horse in the race that I could come up with. And for that, you know, just didn't want to play. But the, I just love the celebrations for the guys who own the winner. Absolutely brilliant. You love to say, it must have been about 50 of them in the, in the winner's enclosure, all with their black and white scarves. And I tell you what, yeah. if I was in Cheltenham, I'd want to be where they're having a drink tonight. Yep, it, 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 it was good. John, did you have any interest in that race at all? No, not none. Did you? No. I mean, I mean, I found it quite tough. But like I said, I said this morning that I thought Florin Porter would be five, and but I'm I'm quite pleased at that, that one. I think it's I think it's a pleasing result. I thought it was a two feet ride from the kid. Yeah, I did. It's it's a real. If you if you watch it back, anyone that's sort of like watching the videos tonight or whatever, watch him watch him keep looking at the video screen to to turning in. And he's always got a, a bit up his sleeve. You can I see thought, him, he's just thinking. I thought the clever bit, Lee, was when he stacked, he just stacked, if you watch him, he just stacks them up at the top of the, sort of coming down the hill. And then, as you say, he's just got that bit turning for home just to give it, you know, let out the the, the bit of rain and, and, and away he went then. I thought, I really did think it was a, you know, it's always easy to say a winning ride is a good ride, but it was a, it was a smashing ride because I actually don't think the horse is the easiest. No, no, no. He, you know, he's tricky. I mean, they, they do they do say that. He's, it depends what mood he's in. Um, but yeah, no, pleasing result. Uh, 410, any any good for you chaps this race? Not unless you like laughing at spirit of the games. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's such a great trade. I mean, Andy must trade this. Andy, you, you know, you I, trade I, this. I, I did. I, had a, I must admit, I backed the Duncan the Glancing Queen some quite a while ago and traded quite well because I thought she was probably thrown in off a mark of 141 she traveled well i mean she always seems to run well but i'm not sure she didn't get home didn't like the ground yeah the one i thought it was a shame imperial alcazar didn't win for fergal o'brien how many times has he hit the crossbar for a Cheltenham festival winner and i say if i if i wanted a you know if i wanted a horse he'd be one of the stables i'd want a horse at because he's you know good stable good fun nice fella called Cody it was a good day for the people called Williams wouldn't it because Evan Williams won this I mean he's been a fantastic horse called Cody and that's his fourth win at Cheltenham two on the old course two on the new course 
Good ride by Adam Wedge. I thought the horse to take out the race was Celeb Delaine. Um, obviously, Alan Stennett's won this a couple of times before with horses trained by the Pipe, uh, by David Pipe. I, it, uh, the course just didn't look to suit him to me. I still think his, the horse has got a ton in hand. Getting back somewhere like nice flat track, somewhere like Aintree, um, where you can actually, you know, if you look at the two the, the two chases today, both won by, you know, there wasn't a lot coming from, you know, from a long way back. Um, and he came from an absolute, he wasn't going early on. I'm not completely convinced about his jumping style. It's a little bit low and flat as you get mm. from the sort of French stuff. But um, he was staying on at the finish. I think he could still be quite well handicapped if you get him on a more conventional, probably left-handed course. Go back and watch his win at Warwick, which was a very good win. I think he's got a few pound in hand of the handicap. I'd be interested in him at certainly at Aintree or maybe at Air on better ground at those two festivals. He's, um, I still think he's quite a well-handicapped horse. Yeah. Mm. Did, did you cover placing on Spirit of the Games, John? Uh, unbelievably, yes. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. He's, he must have seen Cole Cody's backside <laughs> plenty of times as well. I think, I think, I think there were seven places on that race. It was something stupid, anyway. Yeah. Next race was the Mayor's Novice, and this is where I had uh, another big bet um, this morning on um, uh, Dino Blue. I felt she was potentially the next. The, the next serious mare in training, really, after a debut at Clonmel, a, a, a precision round of jumping at Clonmel, real, real precise. She showed nothing like that today, pulled hard and um, didn't really meet her hurdles with the same fluency like she did at Clonmel. But uh, yeah, it, blew, it blew me out of the water as, as the old festival has so far. Um, any, 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 any look for you guys in this or anything worth worth? Mentioning, I had a, I, I did actually trade the race and traded Party Central relatively successfully. It wasn't a, it wasn't a huge green book, but that was travelling well. And maybe I just didn't get home or seemed to lack something in the closing stage. It ran a bit like sort of uh, Winter Fog did as well. Um, I thought the winner did really well. I've, I've watched her quite a bit, and uh, certainly in her early races, she never never settled in them. Yet still, you know, still managed to run pretty well, and they've got her to settle much better, and that was a that was a good effort today. I think she'll stay further as well. I think she'll you know, definitely stay further. You can see her making up into a a pretty decent mare, and I would think they would probably take her chasing pretty quickly because that mare's program, and she would um, she would do well in that. It was a bit of a shock really because that's the first time the Brits have won that race. It's been uh, Mr. Mullins and, uh, and and Henry De, Henry de Bromhead <laughs> so far. Uh, I really don't think we had too much of a chance in it, but no, that would be I say the one. I thought she was a I thought she was a decent winner actually. Do uh, being being bar stewards, and and this is what we do because we cover topics that others can't. And I mean Michael Toms, who's a regular listener, hates me for mentioning carrots and the Irish. And, <laughs> I've got the word carrots written down in front of me, actually. Yeah, and I've got a question here because basically I feel that they've not got the carrots this year. Is that a coincidence with the big Kildare uh, raid back in November? Because because this year, I mean, look, if you remember last year, when people say, oh, yeah, just because Irish have lots of winners, you're going about carrots. Um, I've the, the Gordon Elliott's won in the handicap chase last year. I forget which race, probably Kim Mew, I don't know, but... It must have hit seven fences, got behind, and still Mount, pissed. Mount Ida. 
goes, in, goes in the mayor's chase. It actually gave yeah. it, it, it's got an entry in the Grand National as well. It's about fourth or fifth favourite for that as well. Yeah. Or, or the, the Irish drug dog dog drug dealer, the, the Hennessy that got done in 2009 for the for the for drug in his grounds. Heaven he helped the coral, Heaven yeah, helped Heaven the coral cup. Yeah. Sprinted up the run and went 10 clear. I haven't seen anything like this from the Irish this year. Not not one not one horse I've looked at and thought, yeah, you're full of the old, you know, uh, whatever. It looks it looks more of a level playing field this year. And people say, yeah, you're just saying that because because you know the British are having more winners. No, because you're not seeing horses that just do a lot of things wrong in running, as in hit hurdles, pull hard, and still win half the track in championship races or or or, or, or competitive handicaps. It's that simple, really. Mick Winters, when he won that uh, that that the, one of the Paddy Powers handicaps, Chatham uh, Street, Chatham Street lad. I mean, if anyone watches that on running, I mean that that could have literally gone round again. It won by six fences. Um, <laughs> it's just it's ludicrous. I mean, don't tell me that 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 was on that was that was form. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he's ever done anything since, has it? No. I mean, he's he's probably just he's probably injected it within four, you know, within an inch of its life. I mean, but no, this meeting, I would say that I I don't think there's um there's much much shenanigans really. I think everything's there running on its merits, and I think this is probably what a proper festival should be. You know, people slagged off British horses, you know, a plenty, and I think now we're probably seeing the sort of true levels. Irish. I, admit, some... I didn't expect it to be uh, in the old Presbury Cup eleven ten. No, well, exactly. Yeah, and that's since the raid at Kildare. That's since this is all blown up, mm. absolutely blown up. You know, like big cases. And who knows? You see how the BHA do it. If anyone gets done for for narcotics in this country, I know for a fact that that sometimes if it's a high profile one, they'll get the collar felt rather than get the, rather than it become public. So rather than them dragging them through like you know due process and saying you you've been you've been you know they've they've felt collars and said don't do that again same as what Ireland's done in the past they've mm. felt collars and 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 they've not they've not carried it through because of who they are they're too big they're too big so so it's 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 as this raid finally sort of I don't know is it, as the supplies dropped <laughs> <laughs> Or has the old handicapper extracted some some sort of revenge? Well, some people will just say I'm talking rubbish and just say it's all down to handicap marks and, and we've been a bit stiffer on them this year, which is also true. Um, so, yeah, that, look, it's all there for discussion. But that's what we can do on this show. Discuss what do you think? Do you think, listeners, do you think it's uh, down to lack of carrots this year or is it just simply that we've handicapped uh, some of these buggers out of it um we finished then with a kim muir where shambard was the older shame worn to mike gatting delivery for anyone playing on that race because you couldn't back it in running because it, it made a massive middle move and um you couldn't back it pre-play because the horse is an absolute turd and um and it's got probably, <laughs> well, probably that bad it's one four races now yeah and, and probably after, one of the after, win- after a wind up and it, yeah, um, let's let's give some let's give some props to one of um, uh, John's favourite trainers here. She didn't have a Masai Mara coat on today, which I thought was splendid. But her, her runners at the festival, she had a faller with Brave uh, Brave Siaska, then one with Lompresso, which I thought was a magnificent round of jumping, 
uh, written very well by my jockey of the season, Charlie Deutsch. If there's a more improved jockey, then I haven't seen him. Uh, so he had a sixth, a second, a third, a fourth, and a winner, and a winner and a third. It's pretty, uh, pretty decent stuff. She's uh, had a hell of a fez, hasn't she? She has. She's had a hell of a, she's had a hell of a season as well. Carrots, twenty-five percent this year. Twenty-five percent. Twenty-five. A pony. Props to uh, props to Venetia for some splendid coats. I'm no Janista, but they are splendid. She's always been one of my favourite trainers. But um, I say also props to. Um, she deserves a bloody good saying, tell her. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to go that far. Didn't have a dark three, three nuts and hair trainers in the UK today. It's Milton Harris. He's about 25. Uh, McCain. He's about 25, 26 this year. And Venetia. She. I mean, you know, the thing is with Venetia as well. I mean, she's not been rolling up in in uh, Northern Novice Hurdles to get her 25%. Venetia's been been mixing it with the best this year. She's yeah. got some tackle, John. Some tackle. <laughs> Yeah, I should get some tackle as well. <laughs> I knew I, I knew I, I knew I'd set him off on that one. Yes. Um anyway, just just we're gonna finish the show off now because we're just running out of time. Um but I wanna get you guys' thoughts and, and this is going around Twitter this a lot in terms of the rip-off fez, basically, oh. but the biggest rip-off fez we've ever seen. What what prices have you seen, chaps? What prices? Well, the one that amazed the one that amazed me the most was the six pound ninety for a pint of Carling. Jesus Christ! I wouldn't give you six pence for a pint of Carling. What an absolute load of piss! I mean, if you're paying that, you are being royally ripped off. I can tell I can tell you that. Seven what about? A, I could stomach just about seven quid for a pint of Guinness because I paid six quid for one in Manchester the other week. But six pound ninety for a pint of Carling. I'll tell you what, you'd be better off drinking what comes out of the bogs. Nine, producer, nine, producer, nine, producer, pound, nine pound for a box of chips. Nine quid. Producer yeah, told uh, me it was seven fifty for a pasty. Yeah. Never but isn't a, isn't this but isn't this chaps prevalent a, a, a racing um, something that pervades racing right across the board? I maybe exclude York from that because I think they're, they're you know reasonably priced stuff there. But you go racing at most. York, York only looks reasonable, Andy, because everywhere else is so diabolical. Well, that's that's probably that's probably true. So let let's yeah. take it across the board. You are being royally ripped off. I did notice on Twitter today that um, Arca charging was it thirty five quid to go to Doncaster tomorrow. That is absolutely crazy. Wow! Wow! Wow, incredible. I mean, I mean that is just I I mean that they, they've got the product they, they're not reading the room. The the, the, no. the product's all wrong. It's all I remember the bookmakers at Doncaster the last meeting morning because I think there was about a dozen of them turn up uh, to the last Doncaster meeting. And and literally there was a sprinkle of punters. It was like empty stands. There might have been probably you know probably a couple of hundred in attendance. Um, for the entire entire course, it yeah. was it was it was lamentable, and th- again, these are the arseholes that's running the show. And there's so many people on Twitter. If you if you read the Cheltenham hashtags and stuff, um, there's so many people saying they're never going back. It's absolutely dreadful. Uh, queuing for a piss, uh, 25 minutes to get served at a bar, and then it's ridiculously expensive. Um, it's they need to sort it out. They, they're not looking after the. All they're concerned about is corporate. Is greed. 
yeah, corporate, corporate, corporate. As long as we can, as long as we can stuff the boxes in the Guinness Village and all the boxes down there full, they couldn't give a toss. We're heading towards a five-day festival. That that will that will happen, and that will turn people who have loved national arm racing like I have for forty odd years completely off. Because we because you're going to go back to a six-race card. Well, okay, I could stomach that, but you could probably. But then you could probably, as we were talking about the other day, you could trim some, you know, all these festivals. You could probably trim a day off all of them, basically, not yep. not make them longer. Bar Royal Ascot, you could probably trim a day off most festival and still and still make it work. Certainly, you could with Goodwood. I could probably make that three days easily, um, yep. you know, and put and push some quality. And then, if you are charging a reasonable admission, it makes it worth it going in. But people are being royally ripped off. Uh, with beverage and food, you know, beverages, food, all that sort of stuff is a total, absolute rip-off. And race cards, there's another rip-off for you. That's, that's, another, that's another total rip-off as well. Um, and will people, in the, you know, it, it'll go the way the, corp, you know, the corporates will, will, will maybe fill the gap, but we are heading, um, as we all know, I mean, I've just got my council tax bill today. That's gone up again. Uh, you, the, the gas bill's going up, the electric's going So there's going to be a squeeze on everything. So they, you, know, you are right. They are not reading the room. But then who's for reading the room these days? Because nobody ever seems to do that, including our, uh, our elected government. Indeed. <laughs> Final <laughs> word. Final <laughs> word, John. Final word to you on, 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 on what you're seeing. The festival and all these other festivals, they're just eating themselves, aren't they? You, you know, I mean, you, you see the difference in the people that go compared to over there 10 years ago. You know, I mean, 10 years ago, it was 80% race goes. Now, your race goes are down to about 30%. It, it's jack and no socks. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and yeah. How, how pissed can you get? You know, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm at the point now I don't particularly want to go racing. No, it, it, it's, it's there's certain meetings you will and, and midweek fine, but definitely weekends now looks a yeah. no-go. And, and I, 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 you know, things, I would literally rather go to a, you know, wet Monday somewhere than go to one of the bigger festivals now. Yeah. And that's someone who's been racing for 40 or more years, well, actually, probably 50 years now. <laughs> so, and I speak to a lot of people like that because, on a lot of occasions, it's not a particularly enjoyable experience anymore. I think John's hit the nail on the head there that the, the number who actually want to watch the racing is diminishing greatly. Yep. They did market into a different clientele, music nights, etc., etc., to come this summer. Let's, let's not right. get there. <laughs> that's that's us finished uh, for day three and the final sort of Cheltenham review because we're back tomorrow normally at Friday uh, with the uh, summary and tips for you, Toxita. Uh, the Midlands National Meeting and all the racing on Saturday. Myself, Andy Richmond, Adam Norman, and John will be back tomorrow. Um, from about it will be on will be uploaded at about seven thirty. So I hope you enjoyed the show. That's all from us. Bye for now.